this is Blood Club Unhinged! <laughs> <laughs> and then I got to be the instructor. Uh, welcome to another episode of Book Club Unhinged, where we talk about books and you shut up and listen. So this is Allie! We're still new with this. I'm Anya and I'm still sick. I'm Aliana and I'm not sick. Alright, and today we are going to be finishing out the Cruel Prince book. Uh, So we are going from chapters 21 onwards, so if you have not read chapters 21, please kindly leave. Um, Get out of here, I don't want to see you. Well, hold, well we can't see them, we're on a podcast, dummy, first of all. (laughs) Second of all, you are welcome to stay, but spoilers ahead. We we welcome your presence, but I'm sorry if you listen to a podcast and haven't read the book first, I think less of you. Um, No, you're going to make us lose listeners, homie. Anya's just... Unhinged today. Dude, ah. every podcast we've recorded, I have been sick. Mm-hmm. It just lines up perfectly. I'm so tired of being sick. I had this down to 5 p.m. at 3 p.m. today. Damn. Like, I was go. drinking an excessive amount of water. Anyway, chapter 21. So, uh, the first sentences I have highlighted here are High King's denying Balkan over and over as he died over poor uh, the names of the children <laughs> who were forced to discover. <laughs> Each in turn, how the crown of fairy mattered more than their lives. And I remember reading that for the first time. And reading it again this time, I was like, oh, damn. That's I mean, sad. she's not wrong. wrong. She's spitting mm-hmm. facts. Mm-hmm. I just, really just learned how to spit facts in this book, I think. Well, I mean, that's probably her coping mechanism. Like, what else is she going to do? I just love that she's under a table for most of this chapter. Like, no. You know, I also knees underneath the table, and I feel and like I try. I try to take her seriously, but then I remember she's under a table, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know if I can take you seriously anymore. Like, I mean, she did witness a lot of bloodshed. Um, yeah, and I mean, like, if you're not gonna get out, you may as well hide. Somewhere. I just oh, know yeah. what happens after this, and now I can't take her seriously ever. That's true. That's like, a good point. Um, um, what was I gonna say? Oh, um, the fact that she like sees Maddox killing again mm-hmm. and like she knows mm-hmm. that he's like a red cap and like that's mm-hmm. what he does but to actually witness it and to witness him be part of all of that murder i think is really bringing back some trauma stuff for her. oh yeah, yeah probably like, mm-hmm. she is under here having like a trauma attack yeah and i just made fun of her um yeah. <laughs> oh no i'm I love sorry when dude Cardin says it's not safe for you here especially if you go around stabbing everyone and she's just like, the audacity. What, the lion, the witch, you. and the audacity of this bitch. Literally. Well, also, like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna get rid of the elephant in the room. Um, Cardin is drunk off, off of his, his ass. ass. Mm-hmm. And it's, mm-hmm. it's like, it's not safe for you here. It's like, are you even gonna remember what happened? Probably not. Like, you're trash, dude. Dude, he's trashed. His entire family just died, and he is drunk off his ass. And that funniest. I mean, oh, you're supposed to get drunk off your ass after your entire family dies. Like, everyone in this party is looking for him, and he is drunk under a table. Like, <laughs> the, <laughs> one, the, the last place the last, would like, look. He is the last of the line of Mab in his family, and everyone is frantically searching for him because he's the only one that can put the crown on Balkan's head, and he is drunk mm-hmm. under a table. <laughs> well, nobody knows. You know, if I were... I like... What I find interesting... I want the point of view of this book because everybody just seems to go along with whatever's happening with yeah. like with the exception of you because she's human but all the fae seem to just go along with like the murder and this and this I want that the perspective of that one fae that's just like okay 
what is this? What is happening? This person's like, I want to know, I want to know if there's a fae in this world that's questioning what's going on and is like, no, okay, just but decided no. to party again. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what's even went back to partying. They're like six people are dead. It's like, ah, oh, well, there's wine. wine. Let's drink <laughs> some wine. Like it'll be great. Um, I love how Carden in his drunken stupor is like she's explaining to him why he needs to like take care of himself, and he's like playing mm-hmm. hide and seek under a table, crouching in the dirt. Typical of your kind, far beneath my dignity. And, and I'm she, like, <laughs> and she's just like, shut up. Oh I'm so drunk right now. And then she just punches him. The chaos of this mm-hmm. chapter gives me so much life. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, it is but I love it. chaotic. And I just, like, I mm-hmm. just, and then she's just telling him to crawl. And yeah. he's like, you first. You first. It's like, you, ugh. Mm-hmm. I love oh. it. <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean no. to break out in laughter, but I, I have something I want to say for the next page on mm. uh, 253. Go ahead and say it. Because um, I'm on 253. So I love how, like, before this, he's, like, mm. talking about, like, oh, this is so far beneath me. Oh, I'm super drunk. And then, like, Jude is, like, trying to find a way out. And all of a sudden, he goes, he despised me. <laughs> it's like, it's, just, it's, it's, like, it's like, okay, we're doing this now. now you <laughs> have reached the point where you are drunk and trauma dumping right now, and here is not the place nor the time it's to like do that, so. It's like that one friend who's the fun drunk until they have that one that pushes them over the edge, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, great. Kathy's crying now. Like, <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah, we don't even have any friends named Kathy. I am not name dropping the person we're all thinking of in this podcast right do now. not. I'm not doing that. I had taste and class. But anyway, so he's like, I, he divulges all of this, like, saying how, like, he was forced out of the palace. Nobody wants him and stuff like that. And then Jude's, like, listening to this all. She's like, "Uh uh uh-huh, uh-huh, crawl. (laughs) (laughs) Not the time. It's like, that's nice. Crawl. That's nice. Move along. We'll unpack that later. If ever. (laughs) Then, then they crawl and whatever, and they're about to escape, and then they get, you know, they have to get past some guards or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, letting him talk very stupidly. She's like, shut up, shut up, shut up. And he somehow, in his drunken manner, manages to get them past these guards by, like, mm-hmm. saying mm-hmm. they're from a different uh, different country. Right, messengers. Mm-hmm. From Queen Orla? No, not Orla. Um... What 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 queen did they say they were? Glitten? What oh Queen Glitten. Glitten. Queen Glitten in the Northwest. Mm-hmm. She's like the queen of the unseelie courts, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. that's what I thought. Because like they are part of technically they are part of the Seelie Court and Queen Glitten is like the unseelie court. Yeah. She she was the court of Cormites, correct? Oh no, that's the other guy. There are um, so many courts and kings of various well, different insects, and I just can't keep up anymore. Well, see, here's the thing. The Sealy and the Unsealy courts are divided into like two different things. So like the Sealy court is its own thing. They're more like mannered, if you can call it that. And <laughs> mannered the, question mark. And the Unsealy court is like chaotic and stuff like that. So yeah. once the Unsealy court, the Sealy court, and the Undersea were all fighting each other, and then the king and queen Mab they like united everybody. So within each of the courts, the Sealy Court, the Unsealy Court, and the Undersea, there's different kingdoms and stuff like that. They yeah, all answer to the king. Or they would if there was a king at this moment, which there's which not, which is not. why this is all happening. Exactly. Oh, the end of this chapter, though, when she presses the knife to his throat. Oh, yeah. Surprise. Surprise. Moment. You Modest shouldn't moment. be. It's like, oh, 
Mm-hmm. Okay. That. I think that's when I fell in love with Jude in the end of this chapter is her just being like surprised you shouldn't be and I'm like okay yeah and even her even her like inner monologue mm-hmm. leading up to that they're the most important boy in fairy and my enemy finally in my power it feels ever there it feels even better than I ever thought it would mm-hmm. it just it just finally feels like Jude finally is getting a handle on something because until then, at, at least at this point, because I have thoughts in the early, in later chapters, mm-hmm. finally it's just like, huh, I can finally take destiny in my own hands. Yeah. And it's just like, instead of being, you know, sitting by the wayside, <coughs> Taryn, she's actually <coughs> like doing stuff, something about yeah. it. Chapter 22, though. I... I'm going to say one thing. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're reading at home, play a drinking game. Uh, one shot for every time Jude says she's going to slap Cardin. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I'm just like, a lot. yeah, we get it. You want to smack him. Can you do it already? I thought she was do going it. to. You won't. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, I think I think one of the most amazing things about this chapter is how pivotal it is mm-hmm. for the plot of the story. Mm-hmm. From her going, realizing, oh shit, what am I supposed to do? To realizing I can use Cardin, um, you know, talk when she's talking to the Roach and the Ghost, mm-hmm. and then going home and finding out about Locke, which that was the nail in the coffin. I knew it. I saw it coming from the beginning mm-hmm. because I knew he was going to be quote unquote into Terran, if you can even call it that. Mm-hmm. Are we unpacking this now, or should we like? We can unpack- I'm just stuck on the whole. Um, scene between Jude and Cardin on the very first page of chapter 22. That's just where my mind is. You guys can keep going. I'm just gonna keep rereading that so, because that was very hot. <laughs> I'm just, just like, let me be horny Listen, I love enemies to lovers and I hate Cardin, but at the same time, you give me like a crumb of that kind of tension, like I would I'm like, sorry, but I'm gonna be stuck there for a long time. I would like time. to unpack this later. Okay. But the whole, we'll get there later because I have mm-hmm. my thoughts on the whole Jude and Cardin, yeah. like lovers question mark situation. So, but yeah, um, I want to Locke... know where your mind was at when are we are we talking about Locke now? Or we can we talk about Locke. Let's talk about Locke. Yeah, and yeah. how much of a dickwad he so, is. So I want to know where your mind was at when you were reading that. Like what the full, the full confession? Yeah, of, the like full confession of it. Just realizing that oh, he played her like a fiddle again predictable like Mm -hmm. it's this noble man who just all of a sudden started liking her i'm like Mm -hmm. "Mm, red flag again seen it before been through it before it doesn't work it doesn't end well but also the fact my favorite is that it's just like i love how he picks both the twins like man Mm -hmm. clearly has a type because he fell yeah. for identical twins and can't I don't pick think you can which tell. one he goes for. I don't think mm-hmm. you can call it falling for it. He was well, yeah, not them. falling for. He was yeah. using them, but it's just mm-hmm. and Terrence still like oh, Terrence still in he love loves with me. Him. Like no, yeah. sweetie, he doesn't. Them, no. them doing it out. Though. Yeah, them I'm sorry. It out. The one time Terrence has a spine and it's to the wrong person. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. my god. Well, even that then, girl, I cannot stand her. Well, even no. then, she's like. I'm out of practice, and Jude's like, bitch, try me. Bitch, yeah. I'm not, so fight. Yeah. And the fact that even Jude gives her, like, gives Taryn her sword to fight with, I'm like... Her father's sword. Yeah. I'm thinking about that. I'm like, are you... This, this, Taryn does not deserve anything. Like, anything at all, and you're still showing her love. And the fact that Taryn still doesn't see that, 
absolutely irks me. Yeah. Well, it's also the fact that, like, it doesn't bother Taryn that Locke played both of them. Yeah. No. Because see, here's the thing. I feel like this is girl code. Mm-hmm. If you're played by the same guy, there is an unspoken, like, alliance well, yeah, and even if you're not a terrible even person. Even Maddox is like, this isn't going to end well. What are you doing, So, Karen? I actually had that yeah. written down. It was, um, uh, bu- 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 Okay, wait, no, actually, there's one thing I wanted to say before that. 277, mm-hmm. the one thing that Taryn did say that I liked is, like, I'm a mirror. I'm the mirror you don't want to look at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I may have jumped yeah. out here. Like I said, bit, but finally she shows a backbone, and it's to the wrong fucking person. It exactly. literally is. Like, Jude has not deserved anything no. that has come from Taryn this entire time. And, like, I get it. Taryn's trying to blend in and trying to be, trying to find her place in a world where she doesn't have one. But it's mm-hmm. just kind of like, okay, that's your sister. What are yeah. you doing, homie? And then mm-hmm. Taryn, or Taryn, Vivi glamoring them oh and realizing no. that she can't be glamored anymore yeah. she, that mm-hmm. that exposed that secret yeah yeah and that well she didn't even know if it was going to stay around once Dean but died, the fact that it, did. it did that's what i find Vivi, fascinating like she's like you have no right and vivi's like oh my gosh you you can you you well, also, you Vivi won't, did you won't have a follow right. me. Vivi yeah. did have a right. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie. Like, she did have a right. She full on was just like, I told you to stop. You didn't. Like, fuck around and find out. Like, I don't know. I, I personally think that Vivi was not in the wrong to go into them this round. Probably just, not. Just, just because she wanted them to stop. But at the same time, I think the way that Jude and Taryn are sisters, it was like their way of working it out. I mean, granted, but Jude this is really angry. But this also isn't like she stole my makeup. This is yeah. like you, like you, played you stole me. my man or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's not even that. It's just the one person to blame in this is Locke. Yeah. And the fact that they oh, let really they let cool. that idiot get in the way of like them being family. Yeah. No, gross. And like I think I think what really sealed the deal for me understanding where Jude was coming from in this whole thing is like. I get, she says, I get why he chose her, but I just wish she had chosen me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yep. mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, Taryn, you fucked up. It's one of those moments where, like, if you ever seen the guy on TikTok that does those loyalty tests, yeah, when he has yeah. those, the two girls and they call one of their boyfriends, and then the boyfriend fails the loyalty test, and the girl attacks her best friend who yeah. called him, and it's like, dude. You agreed to this, but now mm-hmm. that it didn't go your way, you are pissed off at me. Mm-hmm. And when instead, you should be pissed off at the guy that just betrayed you. And also, yeah. I'm, like, wondering, I always wonder if half the time, I feel like when those happen, they always assume that the other girl is, like, they've already been doing it. And the other girl's like, mm-hmm. I had nothing to do with this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is just, just bad. I have seen one video of that go well, where the girl, mm-hmm. like, started crying and her best friend, like, comforted her. It's like, oh, yeah, they're not, like, ripping each other's throats out. No, it's but, like, it's the same thing. Like, why would you go after the person that, like, she's family, dude, mm-hmm. and you let mm-hmm. this guy get in the middle of everything, and he's not even that great of a guy. It's like, no. and it's also just assuming, it's obviously different in the fact where it's, like, the best friend actually cheated. Mm-hmm. Like, that's different, but it's just... Mm-mm. Yeah, it just gives me vibes. Also, <laughs> the people, the way she's just yeah. so quick to drop her only her sister. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. nope, dude. Can we also talk about the fact that Maddox gave Taryn a set of fucking table knives? 
Yeah, instead of a like, sword. Like, like she knows his knives. daughter so well. He's like, well, mm-hmm. you're gonna get married anyway, so here's a table knife that you yeah. can use. And for Jude, it's like, I have a sword. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a sword that was made by my father, and Max, like, here's a set of mm-hmm. kitchen knives. Yeah. Like, <laughs> tell me you're the favorite without telling me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, that was us dipping into 23 as well, I guess. That whole Yeah, that whole thing was in 23. Yeah, which also, I I have one more, I think this is 28, 23, uh, page Mm -hmm. two, yeah, page 277. Uh Um, when, is it 277? No, not 277, 281. Oh, 281. 279 and 280, when it's like, um, they're mad, but then they just start cracking a joke, or it's literally just Mm -hmm. like, I guess you could name your steak knives me to the elder Gristlebane. Yeah. I say, and makes a little and she makes a little snoring sound that sounds like the smothering of a laugh. It's like that is having a sibling. Yeah, yeah that really is. What a like, I am pissed at you, but you did say something really funny. So I'm mm-hmm. gonna laugh, but I'm gonna pretend that I didn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's no. literally like that is what it's like. That is if anybody asks me what it's like to have siblings, I'm gonna point that out. It's like yeah. you're just so pissed. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, all right. And here funny. at the end of this, Karen tries to blame Jude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she's yeah, like, no. Okay. And then Maddox, Maddox says something here. I says, uh, but she, Taryn begins, and Maddox holds up a hand with a med, with a, med, uh, la, 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 with, a, <laughs> with the menace of his curled finger. finger. Why can't I read that? Whatever. Uh, he said, was the challenger, did she thrust the sword into your hands and make you swing it? You really think your sister has no honor that she would chop you into pieces while you stood unarmed? And then Taryn glowers, putting up her, putting her chin up. I didn't want to fight, and then you ought not to in the future. Like she's throwing yes. a fit, like a toddler, like crossing her arms. I didn't want to fight. Then, well, then why'd you, you pick up the sword? Like, like you slashed your sister's side. Mm-hmm. Like she challenged you. You accepted when you picked up the sword. Yeah, exactly. right, exactly. Well, another thing is um, that I thought was in, that I like with Maddie. This is actually the one like. Time I was like, yeah, Maddox, you did something right. Where it's mm-hmm. just like after he just murdered a that, ton of people. Well, yeah. right, but that I have never found myself particularly changeable. Maddox said, and that I found him to be unworthy of both of you. Mm, yeah. The fact that mm-hmm. he was like, no, yeah. you're not worthy of my daughters. Yeah, and it's like, shut up. She, he even tells Taryn, whatever pleasure you find with Locke, your loyalty is to your family, and like. She hasn't been loyal to her family. Not once. Nope. Not once. Name no. one time that Taryn was loyal in this book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll wait. Oh, yeah, there is not a single instance. No. Not a and single And then the way one. she sweeps Jude under the rug by saying, you should ask Jude where Prince Carden is. The last time I saw him, he was dancing with her. Yeah, way to snitch. Yeah. Like, what? Like, way to throw her right under the bus. Dude. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Even though buses don't like exist, <laughs> and then he's like, "Let's talk about your behavior tonight, dude." Just, and then she's like, "Let's talk about your behavior." behavior. It's like I, we've got some things to unpack. And then he, he just sighs and he's like, "You were there, weren't you?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. was." You want to talk mm-hmm. about how you murdered like six people mm-hmm. just now? One of them being the crown prince, because like I got all day. And then they're talking, and then she's like, you think I'd take Locke from Taryn? And he's like, you seemed like you wanted to take Taryn's head from her shoulders. And Jude's like, yeah, obviously. I did. Fight me. It's like, she played me, dude. Which, a lot of things, there are a lot of things I I tolerate. Mm -hmm. I do not tolerate being played. Being played and backed into a corner. Those are my two things. So I totally get why Jude would be like, I'm gonna slice you now. 
Hey, and then she was yeah. just like, I thought you were supposed to lecture me about not sword fighting in the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The fact that he's like, no, I don't care about that. He's just like, it's your sister. Yeah. Yeah, and then he's he's just... Oh, yep. I must tell you that if your blade had struck true and you had hurt Taryn, you would have regretted it all your days. Of all the lessons mm-hmm. I impart- imparted to you, I would have thought that that was the one I taught you the best. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and yeah. then he's like, she realizes, oh my god, he's talking about murdering my mother. Like, oh, yeah, that was a that was a big line for me. Oh, and then he oh. has a moment here when she asks him, mm-hmm. "How do you sleep at night?" Yeah, and then mm-hmm. he goes, "Some are good with pipes or paint." Some have skills in love, he says finally. My talent is in making war, and the only thing that has kept me awake was denying it. Yep, yep. Like, that was what we've done, too. Just, oh, man. What did you think, uh, Allie, about yes. Vivi inviting uh, Jude to run away to the mortal world? She just wants you to You know, leave. I'm really surprised that this is what made Vivi want to go like I'm just surprised that she didn't already do it yeah yeah like this this long like yeah pretty much pretty much that because really nothing's stopping her because Maddox may be a lot of things but I don't think he'd be one to murder his own his his daughter like Judah might be a little bit different because it's like a stepkid situation but it's like I feel like like I almost said Carden Maddox would be like oh well I found you in the fa- I found you in the human world, so like you're coming back with me. Well, see, here's the thing. But I don't know. The Maybe. only reason that he murdered her mother was because she lied to him and fabricated a ton of shit, and he was basically yeah. coming back to take back his honor. That was why he killed her. I do yeah. not think if Vivi and Jude would have run away there that mm-hmm. he would have come back trying to kill them. I think he would have tried to get them to come back with him. Yeah. I do not think he would have murdered him. Like, the only yeah. the only reason that he murdered her mom was to take back his honor. Mm-hmm. And because she basically just, like, crapped all over his name before she left. And then yeah. fled the Feywild with a human man. Yeah. yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think they would get killed. I think they'd get a stern talking to. Probably. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> I'm not mad. Okay, so are we on chapter 24? Okay. Is this the chapter of the big reveal? Uh, I gotta remember. Um, Which big reveal are we talking about? Oak? Oh, yeah. I think this is. Wait. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is when she's yep. starting to piece it together. With the li- with Lyrope's uh, note and Lyrope's Lyrope's yeah, yeah. yeah. Lyrope's no, I just Lyrope's Uh You're you know, disrespecting after she found a dead out, woman. Because yeah, <laughs> back in chapter twenty two, she found out about um, Dane's heir being poisoned. Yeah. Um. And the. the now that's oh, and I'm... then she's she's like, "Oh, isn't Maddox's child? Is he, mm-hmm. or at least no more than Maddox than I am." And then Oriana's like, shit, 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 shit. And she yeah. doesn't even, like, try to deny it. She's just full on, like, don't, no, don't say that. Yeah, Do not think, say it. I think this conversation that her and Oriana have is really special in a way because it's kind of, like, it makes Oriana more human even though she's not technically human. Yeah. Like, it just gives her that character development and her mm-hmm. actions start to make some 
sense. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I liked, again, I really appreciated that she's not just some evil stepmother. Like, she's yeah. not great, but no. she's not, like, she has reasons for her motives, mm-hmm. and they're good ones. Yeah, and like, the fact her, that they even get explained in this right, book, I like, think, is Right, like, her good. motivation was simply to protect her best friend's son. Yeah. Yep. Which is fair, and I mean, <laughs> bless you. Bless you. And I can kind of see, again, I can see why she wouldn't take so much to Jude and Taryn, but even though she was never hostile to them, she was just careful around them. And then uh, her describing how Blush and Mushroom kills you, oh, and God. what mm. she had to do <clears throat> to <clears throat> save Oak. Like, yeah. oh my gosh. Well, also, I, li- I liked the connection where it's like Jude starts to remember, it's like, wow, we, we weren't allowed to see mm-hmm. him for a couple months. You know, we, that's it's like, that's why yeah. she was so protective of him not because she was afraid of us she was afraid Mm -hmm. for him yep and then you find out maddox's real reasoning to side with baelpin and Mm he him wanting to put oak on the throne and be regent himself yep Mm -hmm. yeah which i think is pretty pretty very much so but at the same time you gotta give maddox credit he's a smart man man is thinking ahead like he's planning he's sadistic but he's smart yeah which is like describing half of the villains that you fought for (laughs) in ya fantasy okay yeah i can't say i mean i love kaz one of the last scenes that i really liked um was oriana saying um once you said i was wrong about you that you would never hurt oak tell me can you do anything is there a chance and it kind of like she tries to give oriana that hope being like well maybe i can and i think it's her also realizing i think i actually can make a change i have Cardin. i have these other um people on my side so yeah here's another one that i like um 297 the end of this chapter on my way out i spot my little brother he is out in the garden picking a bouquet of foxgloves he's laughing sunlight turning his brown hair gold when his nurse comes toward him he darts away from her i bet he doesn't even know those flowers are poison if that doesn't describe just the con like that you know i feel like every person has that one moment in their life where they realize childhood's over yeah and Mm -hmm. that is just like that is the parallel of just one day he's gonna find out those flowers are poisonous and one day he's like he's gonna have that moment like every single person in this world has it where they realize that they're not a kid anymore yeah and And it's just coming up fast yeah and it's stark and it's it was just really beautiful beautifully written i definitely appreciated like yeah. the foreshadowing slash symbolism in that. Mm-hmm. And after the heavy chapters that were before Laughter. Then we have twenty five. Just okay. Cardin's just being Cardin just gambling. Something. And Jude's just like, what are you you're supposed to keep him tied up? And they're like, what? He's not gonna do anything. With us. He's our friend. Like and he even goes to say to Jude, I thought we were friends. It's really the definition of like it's really just the bit of like I left you alone for an hour. Yeah. And then and Cardin's thing here, I do not mind being one-handed, Cardin interjects, but if you're going to re- restrain both of my hands, then you'll have to pour some wine directly into my mouth. Mm. And I was like, Just, okay, dude, I know what you're doing here. Mm. Oh so gosh. also, I'm noticing that this is kind of the point where Jude starts to like have feelings for Cardin and start falling for him. And this is where this is where we're gonna get in to this quote unquote enemies to lovers. Mm-hmm. They're not lovers. 
Mm. at this point. No, they're not. They are not. Because she's using him and he's using her. She's used, they're using each other. And also the fact that Jude doesn't know, like she doesn't like him right now. Yeah. She feels attraction to him. There's no denying that. Oh yeah. But it's just like, they're not lovers yet. Yet. I'm not saying that it's not, there's not potential for that. But I personally think I'm like, Jude, do you love him? And are you attracted to him because you're attracted to him? Or are you attracted to him because he's giving you attention? Saying you have to remember that Jude is Jude is going through so a lot of traumatic things, one right after the other, in very short spans of time. She killed somebody. She was a spy. Then a lot of people were murdered in front of her. Carbon was drunk and she was trying to figure out what it's to do. It's the CPTSD for she me. Had all of this like dumped on her. And then finding out Oak is not really yeah. Maddox's child, mm-hmm. realizing Maddox's whole plan. The fact yep. that she's fighting with her sister over a lot. Like, this mm-hmm. all happened, I'm guessing, in a span of like mm-hmm. 10 hours. Yeah. I gotta oh, yeah. know when the last time she drank water was. Like, but also, she hasn't slept. In well, you yeah, have, like, jeez, God back love her. Back to chapter 20, what is it, 23? Vivi literally is like, you look paler and sicker. Are you okay? Like, I'm worried about you. And, and she's, she's like, like yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's like, no, you're not. But are you? Mm-hmm. Okay, but this moment, though, when she finally, like, when Cardin finally admits some stuff, mm-hmm. like, he, like, he's, he, I never wanted anyone stuff dead. like that. Um, you're, you're terrifying. Nearly my whole family is dead. And while they never had much love for me, I don't want to join them. Um, I've spent all night worrying what you're going to do, and I know exactly what I deserve. I have a reason to be nervous. Like, that's the first time he's ever admitted weakness in this entire book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Although I do I do love his little cheekiness prior to that, being like, ask about my tail. Don't you want to see it? Again, I just, another little pet peeve. Like, I just forgot that Cardin has a tail. Yeah. And it's just not... Like, nobody cares, and it's weird. Collectively, as a fandom, I've been on Cool Prince, like, TikTok and Instagram yeah. and stuff. People just collectively do not mention the tail. We They're like, you the you don't talk about the tail, and the tail is not there. Like, and, he okay, has fan arts of it, have, but most, most fan arts that he has. The tail! Most fan arts that he has, the tail is not visible. Yeah. It's only a very select few that he will have CBC. It's with just weird. I'm it's sorry. Weird. And the fact that it's just not a... I, it's I a donkey know. tail. It's just a... It's a donkey tail. Mm-hmm. It's a donkey tail. It's just the fact that it just... It trips the uncanny valley. I'm like, you are not human. Mm-hmm. You have a tail. It's weird. What is going on right now? Oh, mm-hmm. oh, and then she asks him about the piece of paper. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. He says, I found a piece yeah. of paper with my name on it. I say over and over and over again, just my name. He flinches. He flinches a little, but doesn't say anything. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you've got him. Yeah. That's, and then he goes, that's not a question. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, did I ask if that was a question? Yeah. Oh, I, in the, towards the end of this chapter, she's like, I lean toward him close enough for a kiss. His eyes widen. The look on his face is some coming humbling of panic and desire it is a heady feeling having power over someone this is hardened this is proof that two tops in a relationship do not work yeah it's true like come on think about it neither of them is gonna give nope and i think that's what's very 
cool about their dynamic in this book is they go from like Cardin having the power to then Cardin realizing that they both have now that the turntables have turned here. <laughs> um, and then she says, "You really do want me um, enough to feel the warmth of the breath of his breath as it hitches, and you hate it." And then she angles the knife, and I'm like, "That is so." Oh, I will admit that uh, this whole scene, I was reading it. I was reading it in the car on the way to Disney on Ice, uh, and I was just like, "Okay, yep, keep your like, cool." I'm not nearly as alarmed as I as when I bring my mouth to his, and I'm like, "I just this is the kind what? of tension that I enjoy." Like, I'm I not saying I think it's amazingly written and a great scene, but it mm-hmm. just feels unnecessary. They no, hate very, each other. It's very yeah. necessary. I enjoy okay, it. I, okay. Here's the unnecessary. Mine in books can go away if it was just replaced by this. This tension, this yeah. like play back and forth. Well, okay. They, As someone yeah. who does enjoy a good smut book, there is something to be said about smut, but this kind type of tension and writing is just will as always, if not better. Yeah. It will always be unmatched to any True. smut you could No, I think write. okay, so maybe unnecessary wasn't the right word because like <laughs> it was a great thing. Abrupt is better. Yeah, abrupt. It, was it very felt abrupt. abrupt. I remember the first time not I unnecessary, read this. but very abrupt. Yeah. Exactly. That's it. Like, I'm just like, you hate him. And I think I think that was kind of the point is like for both Jude and the reader, it was a very abrupt, out of the blue, very unlike Jude thing to do. Um, and I think that's part of showing the amount of trauma that she just went through. And the like the walls are finally starting to kick yeah. down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And true, I, that that is a good point. The lack of processing thing. I didn't really, yeah. I hadn't really thought about it that way, but it makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that leads directly into chapter twenty-six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love how Holly Black. Does not just end it there. Oh, and, like, she keeps fucking yeah. going. She keeps going, and I feel like a lot of authors, a lot of authors, make that abrupt moment there, and they skip forward, and then have the character flash back to whatever yeah. moment that was. I like how Black keeps going. Yeah, it's yeah. just like it's just like the the cliche where you know they're about to kiss, and then like somebody just comes in on her like without knocking or whatever, yeah. and then they just never speak of it again. It's like. Yeah. I hate that. <sighs> really abrupt. Yeah. That. Oh, and then she asks. Hold on. When she asks him if the kiss was what he imagined, mm-hmm. and then, and then he says no. He says tonelessly, "Tell me." I say. He shakes his head. Unless you are really going to stab me, I think I won't. And I might not tell you even if you were going to stab. He's me. got a crush. He's got like, a knife, can't grow. <laughs> is this where it's just like I'll serve you and not for a minute more? Yep. Oh yeah. yeah. Maybe it's like, or is that is that a bit farther ahead? No. no, I think it's in the end of this chapter. Yeah, I think it's the end of this chapter. She comes back and is like, "All right, we're gonna strike a mother freaking deal, bro." Oh yeah, and this her the then it goes into She's her contemplating, him, yeah. like what what to do if she oh, wants yeah, to run away. Jude Duarte, daughter of Clay, I swear myself into your service. I will act as your hand. I will act as your shield. I will act in accordance with your will. Let it be. So for one year and one day, and not for one minute more. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. yep. Just okay. What else are you gonna say? He still doesn't like her. He still hates. Like they I, both I still love, hate each other. Still hate each other, and there's this odd tension of them being like, "Why do I feel these other things?" It's like 
they're separating it into boxes. Like, I hate this person, but there's these other feelings over here. Because Jude's traumatized and mm -hmm. Cardin is, and Jude is the only person who ever gave Cardin attention. That's yeah. why, mm -hmm. this is not romance. This is a no. trauma bond. This or is a, trauma bond. She, he gave, she gave him attention that was not like, just to please him. Yeah. You know, like she actively fought back against him. Yeah, oh yeah. And I think that's all know how that like, is. It's it's like telling the rich kid no for once and then they suddenly start to realize how much they love you. It's a version of that. Yeah, and yeah. I hate that trope. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I just don't like it. Cause mm -hmm. but I think the one thing I will give her give Holly Black credit for is that this trope exists. It doesn't feel like predatory though. Like you don't see mm -hmm. Cardin trying to win jude and no. be and trying to like romance no, her like you don't see her stays. you don't see him like wearing her down until she yeah. gives in you see him trying to actively like push like, back from it mm -hmm. which i like and appreciate yeah because i think they do that the both of them do that to each other they both push each other more and that's why they end up where they end up yeah um there's like this push and pull and it like and then she almost then she said at the very end of this chapter it almost seems like he prefers a nest of spies and assassins to the splendor of his own bed. Like, he starts to feel comfortable, and she realizes, hey, maybe the cardinal that I know isn't necessarily the cardinal that's well, real. Well, because he finally has a place where he feels like he kind of fits in a little bit. Yeah. Because all of his siblings and stuff, like, they had their own mark. Like, Cardin mm -hmm. is significantly younger than all of his siblings. Mm -hmm. Like, he was the last. He was Yeah, so he is the youngest, right? He, yeah. is, he is the, the youngest. youngest. He was technically, I think, a mistake. Mm -hmm. Um, hey. <laughs> but he fight. He he never really fit in with all the siblings. Like mm -hmm. he had to go live with Balkan because there was nowhere else for him to go because Dane kicked him out and his father didn't care about him. So yeah. now he finally is in a place where he feels like he can start over. Of course, he's going to love it. And yeah, right. Yeah, there. yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't blame him for that. I mean, at all. he was rejected his whole life, and so he's finally in a place where people aren't beating him the first chance they get, and mm -hmm. like accepting him not really as his own but he's he's useful for once in his life instead of being told of how unuseful he is mm -hmm. right all right chapter 27 this is where this jude, a jude commands Cardin for the first time mm -hmm. i think that's the and first he listens thing. and he, yeah. well, he has to he i know for it but i feel like it gives jude again that high of being in control that she mm -hmm. is actively always seeking for now she has it at her fingertips because she is in the control of a fairy, which is not something mm -hmm. that is done. That is, it is not something that is done. A mortal controlling a fairy is not yeah. at all done in this yeah. world. Oh, yeah. So having that. It's always the other way around. Yeah. yeah. Like she has power now over one of the fae and not only one of the fae, but her mortal enemy. Well, what I want to mm -hmm. see is does. Um, I like that Jude doesn't let it get to her head. Because mm -hmm. I feel mm -hmm. like when you are on, when you are the underdog for so long, yeah. and you finally, finally have that little, that little slip of opportunity to get yourself on top, and then you get that bed of power, it goes straight to your head. Oh, yeah. Whereas mm -hmm. Jude is finally learning to be very calculated and very, just cunning about it. Mm -hmm. She's not straight in, no. which I mm -hmm. I like that. I like that she shows some restraint. Very impressive with everything else going on that she's actually able to slightly restrain herself with what's happening. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. 
And then there's a lot of just a lot of world building yeah, and like talking to people in the Antilly court. Yeah, and um, Queen Annette. Mm-hmm. And then I think we get a little bit Okay, Queen Annette is Okay, she's unseely. I'm trying to remember mm-hmm. what court she's from. I know Hermite. she's unseely, but like no. Is she? I don't know. Hold on, I'm just what I'm trying to figure out. I know who she is, I just can't think of it off the top of my head. Oh, excuse me. Ten hour shift catching up. Mm-hmm. I think she's I think she's queen of the termites. Yeah. Boom! I remembered something. I'm not hundred percent certain because Correct I'm... us if we're wrong. Hold on. Yeah, correct. No, Roybin is the king of uh, the court of termites. Well, Roybin is the cur- court of termites. So, well, Annette, crud. Who is Annette? Hold on. I forgot. And now it's gonna bug me. Court of anyway. moths. Um, court of ah, moths. Close enough. Court of moths, and then Roybin is court of termites. Mm, mm, mm. That's what I thought because I thought the court of termites was headed by a man, mm. but I couldn't remember his name. Roybin. Okay, Roybin yeah. is the queen of ter- or king of termites. Yeah. And Annette is moths, the court of moths. Okay. Uh, also, oh, yeah, dude using you. lying to her advantage. Yes. Oh, yeah. My well, favorite is that everybody, I feel like everyone in this book forgets that she's human and that she can lie. Yeah. And they, they don't just like so she can use that for her advantage, and I love that she just does it. They don't forget that she's human, but they forget the one fundamental advantage of being human, and that is that she can lie. Yeah. And that's what Dane had yeah. originally chosen her for. He chose her because she could lie, and it's so ironic that mm-hmm. she is now just using that for the very first time. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. after he's gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, she told. Yeah. She, I don't think she lied once. Uh, I mean, well, she definitely she kind did, of. but it was established that mm-hmm. she could. Yeah, you know, she mm-hmm. never she never used it to her advantage, but she mm-hmm. never like was like, nope, lying's bad. Yeah, like it was mm-hmm. just established. She's like, yeah, I can lie mm-hmm. because you know there was the whole bit. I think when she was talking to uh, Dane. Yeah, she's like, oh, my name is Jude Duarte. I was born on mm-hmm. November. Blah 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 blah. And like going into the whole speech, yeah. she's like, where's the lie? Mm-hmm. You don't know. Exactly. So it's just she establishes that she can lie, but she it's not like. I like that it's not it's not a secret, but it's not shoved in your face. You know, it's not like it's not like every time Jude sees a conflict, we all know it's like, well, yeah, she's gonna lie. Yeah, yeah, gonna lie surprise. No, yeah. she no. doesn't. She doesn't use that. Like she only uses it when it's important, which I like. And to be honest, even though he can't lie, Cardin is a better liar than she is mm-hmm. because he can lie without lying yeah like yeah, he, he can like smooth yeah. talk the words he can smooth talk it and like, i feel like she he does it a lot better than she can and she can actually lie she doesn't have to sweet talk anybody yeah. she's just kind of she bad be more, at lying she can be more um cut throat with like she can be more direct with her lies yeah. she can lie directly whereas the fang has to kind of twist it things. and make it clever mm-hmm. and because mm-hmm. they can't lie but they make it clever which yeah. is interesting and interesting they, difference. They more, like, omit things or don't tell, specific, give specific aspects, you know, where mm-hmm. she can just pull out and not even mention something. Or completely say the opposite. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything other super no. significant here. It's just no. a ton of world building. Because we're talking through all yeah. of the unsealy courts. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dolcamara, the knight. Yes, yes. We do meet her. She catches Jude. Mm-hmm. Um, Dolcamara does become very important in the next couple of books. Yeah. Doesn't she? Oh, 
She also makes an appearance, I think, in the King of Elf, How How the King of Elfame Learned to Hate Stories. I believe Mm -hmm. she's in. Yeah, yeah, Dulcamara is a point in in that one. Yeah. Um, chapter twenty-eight. We jump into Jude laying out her. It's page three thirty-five. My pages were like sticking together. Um. We jump into where Jude uh, is then returning back to the Court of Shadows, mm-hmm. and she's discussing, um, telling everybody about her plan to take back the throne from Balkan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love, I just love where the bomb's like, so she really does have a scheme, and she's like, a secret, which is far much more better than a scheme. We're going mm-hmm. to walk right into Balkan's feast and steal his kingdom out from under him. How's that for vengeance? And she's like, I like own this place. Look at me. Oh yeah. Mhm. I love the I love the bomb. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. She's just adorable. Oh yeah. I love her so much. Anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Like back in the one chapter, it's like just let me know what I need to blow up. I'm like yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, yep. Me during a complicated spy mission. Like just let me know what I'm what I. Yeah. You're replanning my plan. I think that was the ghost or no the roach. Mhm. Um. You're replanning my plan a little. Yeah. <laughs> then it. Her coming and telling Vivi, oh she's yeah, not going with her. Yep, yeah, yeah. Um, she, she but she involves Vivi in the plan, Oak. which I really like. Yes, and she's like, yes. "You need to take Oak with you. I need you to." And Vivi's just like, protect him. "Okay." Mm-hmm. She's like, "Vivi cool. is such a cool older sister, honestly." Yeah. Like she and has her moments, but yeah, she's like she has true really defiance good. for her father and for fairy. But in a way, she's like, "This is my sister, and I love her, and I'm going to do anything for her," mm-hmm. which. Is a stark contrast to Taryn, and I think it always surprises Jude that Vivi is that way, especially in this scene. Mm-hmm. That Vivi is so willing to go to bat for her sister and just be like, Yep, I'm here, I'm here to do it. Mm-hmm. Because I think, in a way, Vivi also knows how shitty Taryn is and is also mad at Taryn for. Well, she also she loves Oak. Yeah. Like, Oak yeah. is oh, not. Yeah. Think about it. Oak is the link that is full, the one thing in her life. That she loves that is full fairy mm-hmm. you know like she doesn't love maddox mm-hmm. her sisters aren't fair aren't fae yeah. but oak is and she still has that capability to love him mm-hmm. i think it's interesting because it's the one thing that keeps her from being a stereotype yeah of yeah. being mm-hmm. like the angsty teenager like i hate everything about this world but yeah. she doesn't because she loves oak mm-hmm. yeah so that that is like Oak is the main thing that keeps her from just falling into that trap. You're like, yep, we've seen this before. Angsty teenager, yawn, you know. It's just that unwavering devotion that she has for him. Yeah. That I appreciate. And I also really appreciate, like, the the part that really broke my heart kind of in the end of this chapter is where she's talking to Vivi being like, and Vivi's saying, make me promise this is going to save Oak's life. Jude says, I promise. And then Vivi replies with, and make me another promise that it's going to cost me years. And that it's not going to cost, cost me your, your, yours. And she says it won't. And liar. And like, liar, you're a dirty liar. I hate this and I hate you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then. Yeah, right she, now, was she, she didn't hate her. She, she yeah, does sorry. it. She says, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I say, I know. Mm-hmm. At least she didn't say that she hated, hated me, me too. too. And yeah. then immediately, it's the contrast between Vivi's mm-hmm. yeah. and Terrence. Taryn yeah. and this even is like say one of the world. last no. things we see from Taryn. Yeah, like she oh, yeah. doesn't care. No, she is just Taryn is. Mm-hmm. I would love to see Holly Black break down Taryn. Yeah, because oh, yeah. I'm almost wondering, like, is did she do this on purpose? Like, is there something about Taryn that happens mm-hmm. in the next book or the, in the series that mm-hmm. we're missing? Because I 
almost feel like you know there's always that one character that is the hateable character mm-hmm. but you're too quick to judge them yeah like are we too quick to judge taryn well i also or feel, yeah, is because there's a reason that we yeah. don't like her and the mm-hmm. reasons are very very valid but yeah. it's like are we judging her so quickly i feel like it's also like a whole nature versus nurture thing mm-hmm. yeah because her and jude grew up in the same house in the same situation and mm-hmm. ended up two completely different people mm-hmm. so was it the circumstances that they were raised in or mm-hmm. was it the person themselves that were innately born with that that's just yeah. my education brain going because we mm-hmm. talk a lot about nature versus nurture and like again you can even lump vivi into that as well oh, yeah there right. are three distinct personalities coming from being raised in the exact same way having mm-hmm. the exact same traumatic events transpire, mm-hmm. more so Jude and Tara, but even Vivi, if you lump her in. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. how did you get to be so different? Well, mm-hmm. Vivi and Jude are a little bit more similar, I think, which mm-hmm. is interesting because they're not twins. They're not twins. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. the one person that should be the closest to you is your exact opposite. Mm-hmm. And like, in a way, it's poetic, but at the same time, it's like, man yeah and i think there was intentional contrast between the two of them to show the two different i and not necessarily the two different ways to cope with trauma exactly yeah like one is mm-hmm. to just uh, well, i know there's fight flight and then freeze and fawn. freeze and fawn and, uh, and jude 100 percent hands down is fight oh absolutely. oh yeah yeah oh, yeah always fight the system and i feel like vivi a little bit too is fight yeah taryn mm-hmm. is the definition of a fawn. oh yeah she i was thinking the same fawn. thing it is the complete opposite of fight. Mm-hmm. It is like the anti-fight. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. like, yeah. That's Sorry. I just find it interesting to see how they act and why they do what they do. Because I want to know what was the like what was the turning point for Taryn that she decided to do that. Yeah. What what was the point where Jude went down fight and Taryn didn't? Like yeah. when did she give up? Because like they she couldn't through... have given up. Like when she yeah. was first there, they were little. And, you yeah. know, they were hanging out and they were doing their thing. And, yes, they blended into the fairy, but that was just strict for survival. Mm-hmm. When was the turning point where Taryn, mm-hmm. was, where Taryn gives up? Yeah. Because yeah. they were, Maddox raised them the same way. He made them go through strategy training. He made them go through, like, mm-hmm. battle training. He sent them to have, like, classes with the fairy. Everything yeah. leading up to that point was exactly the same mm-hmm. for both of them. Yeah. And then something had to happen, like you said. What was that turning point for Taryn that she became so different from Jude? Mm-hmm. I want to know that. Yeah. So badly. I want <laughs> I almost as much as I would hate it because I hate Taryn, mm-hmm. I would love a book from the perspective, like the Cruel Prince book, the first one, from the perspective of Taryn herself. Mm-hmm. So I can see what the fuck was going on. In yeah. her mind, that was so different yeah. from that of Jude. What was that moment that made her not a fighter? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like not a lover either. Yeah, I think it was just definitely a difference in personality, really. But I think that Taryn... I had something in my brain that was a little bit more smart than what I'm thinking of right now. I Maybe think it's mostly there's a difference in personality between Jude and Taryn. Even though they were raised pretty much exactly the same, they have this, they have the same setup in life. Um, I think there might have been a turning point where Taryn realized, I can't fight this like Jude can. I, I think there maybe was some insecurity there, but at the same time, Taryn was like, the easier, the easier way is to just 
just. But I don't down. see Taryn as like lazy though, because she no, doesn't seem not lazy. She's not doesn't... lazy, not lazy, but not lazy in the sense that we would think it. But the fact that she's not willing to fight because it's easier for her to cope with the trauma by backing down and away from from the things right. that Jude te- technically wouldn't. But yeah, it's def- it, I it definitely think it's interesting to see the mm-hmm. the contrast of yeah. just Taryn doesn't react and yeah. Jude sometimes overreacts. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. Jude, Jude overreacts, overreacts all the goddamn time. <laughs> All right, um, chapter, chapter 29, 29 is really when we get into the action here. Which I appreciate yes. a lot. Well, this... after a ton of that world building and mm-hmm. a ton of, like, that dialogue, like, between two characters, like, yeah. building them up, I love me some action, and this, here it yeah, is. This, this is, is the chapter for action. Get into the breakdown of what Jude plans to really do. She, they start to execute it. Um, mm-hmm. And it relatively smoothly. I know! I was yeah. expecting... I mean, maybe it's just because we're in the falling action, mm-hmm. but it just, it goes well. Yeah. And it you don't expect it to go well. And she even throws in a twist that nobody's expecting, and it still yeah, goes well, still which goes we'll, well, which we'll unpack in a little bit. Like, I feel like whenever you see a movie or a series and you know that this big plan is made, you automatically know it's not going to go well. Mm-hmm. And this goes well and it's such a contrast to what we always see and it's a twist you know what i you know what this kind of reminds me of are you both familiar with after the last airbender yes yeah. you watch the series in full yes mm-hmm. the ending when ang is take is like he finishes the battle and you expect that to happen you expect him to win mm-hmm. and you expect him to win the 100 years war what you do not expect is for him to spare fire lord ozai mm, but he yeah. does Mm-hmm. Yeah. He takes away his bending. He doesn't yeah. go without punishment, which I think is great because a lot of like heroes with the whole like for example in the you lion in the Lion King where like Simba's just like oh yeah Scar just like just run away like just yeah. just run like you're being a pushover mm-hmm. yeah you, like, and you're inviting justice. somebody to come back and kill mm-hmm. you again right yeah. but like in this instance it's like Jude is not a pushover the plan goes accordingly. But she still is like, there's a better way to do this. Mm-hmm. We're doing it. Which right. I, I think is really, just really nice. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Can so we that- also talk about the whole, um, the wine glass thing where huh. Maddox like, how do you know what glass I picked? She's like, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I, She's oh, like, I yes. poisoned them both. Poisoned uh, them both. Yeah. That, that moment was a badass when she moment. bests the man who taught her how to strategize. Yeah. Like Maddox can't even be mad about that. Like mm-hmm. he, like. You taught her exactly what you yeah. wanted to teach her. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's like you can't you can't be mad about that at all. I mean you can, but like go home yeah. and cry about it. Yeah, and then he's well, like, you will be very sorry. And I'm then he says, I look deep into his eyes and I sheathe my sword. Father, I am what you made me. I mm-hmm. became your daughter after all. Mm, yeah, that was like probably and then he collapses. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's yep, probably yep, one of the most yep, beautiful things yep. that she's ever said. Honestly. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I had this written down. Uh, this is way back with 303. It's like, Locke hasn't seduced me yet. I'm offended. That made me laugh. <laughs> Sorry, off topic with the serious things, but I just I just saw my notes and yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Note to Good. self, Allie, write down the quotes, mm-hmm. even though you're in a moving car with two screaming children. Yeah, um, that's okay. Chapter right, 30, 30 is kind of when we end the book-ish. I mean, there's still the epilogue, but 
chapter 30 is kind of the when everything the comes to a head can yeah. we talk about oak though mm-hmm. like looking at vivi and jude like wondering it's if so he did cute. good when crowning carden and yeah. carden's just like what is happening did you Carden's expect like that no really no i didn't really I um, I expected it like okay. In well, I shouldn't 29. say I, I didn't expect it. I shouldn't say I didn't expect it. It didn't. I didn't expect it, but it didn't catch me by surprise. It caught me it by made, surprise the first. time. It made sense. Like I read it, I was just like, I'm like, oh wait, I'm like, because at first I was like, wait a minute, I thought we were crowning Oak, and then I read on, I'm like, oh, okay, I see what you did there. I wasn't expecting it. But I wasn't like, what? Oh my gosh! The like, first time wow, I read that, you know? I was just like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I was kind of just like, okay, unexpected. Mm-hmm. Let's see where this is going. I love the whole scene between Belkin and Carden, where Carden or Belkin's like, Carden, bring me the crown, and he's like, no, I don't think I will. It's the first time that Carden has ever stood up to Belkin, and I think it's beautiful. It oh, beautiful. also, can we talk about the one thing that Taryn did right? And that she gave the crown to Jude. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The one, one thing. The one thing. But I have to wonder, was that out of love for her sister? Out or of was fear. that just because she didn't want to deal with it? I think, mm-hmm. A, she didn't want to deal with it and out of fear because she knows she's kind of in the wrong with Jude. Um, but, like, just, I think, overall, she did it out of fear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Chapter 30. And yeah. it kind of ends with um, with everything after it crashes all down. Carden's been crowned. Um, everybody bows. I'm so, and then she's like, "Yet yeah, I'm surprised when he turns to me, eyes blazing. It feels that the room is empty, but for the both of us, he lifts his glass and new mouth curving in a mockery of smile. And to Jude, who gave me a gift tonight, one that I plan to repay in kind. Which I was like, oh, okay, you kind of a payment. <laughs> Oh, and then like, they get I'm thinking the it's gonna name. like I'm gonna stab you repayment yeah. mm-hmm. because again, Cardin is all like, Cardin is like attracted to her or whatever, but is yeah. also just like like he still hates her. Yeah, like there's no like it just the switch feels abrupt and the switch is mm-hmm. gonna feel abrupt because I'm like how do you go mm-hmm. from morbidly hating and I am I love enemies to lovers just as much as the next guy, but mm-hmm. how do you go from hating each other with that? deep-seated hatred mm-hmm. to not because yeah. here's the thing one of uh i forget who said this but i heard it from a uh, cinema therapy from jonathan decker you hate because you first you once loved mm-hmm. or like like when you truly get to know your enemy you also love them as well yeah like you can't, can't help but the love enemy them. of the enemy is my friend <laughs> like, well oh and the ending of this chapter when bomb gives her the nickname it the says queen. the bomb the bomb elbows me in the side he came up with your code name she mouths i haven't even seen her yeah. come in past the locked doors what i feel as tired as i have ever been and yet for seven years i will never be able to truly rest i expect her to say the liar she gives me a trickish grin full of secrets what else the queen it turns out I still don't know how to laugh. It's probably because yeah. you want to deck her for that. Yeah, Ooh. I mean, I think it's clever and cruel and perfect all at the same time. And then we get a target run! Yeah. Yes! Target run and done! We've yeah. earned the target run, yeah. I'm just gonna say. Oh, we in the earned... mortal world! Yeah. I love how he's just living, like, he's immediately just like, I'm gonna buy all this candy. And he's everyone's like, living his best life. Like, yay. 
Oh my He's gosh. like, after that trauma, I'm getting candy. In the because... candy aisle, he adds bars of chocolate to the cart along with jelly beans, lollipops, and chunks of candy ginger. Vivi doesn't stop him, and I don't either. Yeah. Just, you know, fair enough. It's been a long day, man. Mm-hmm. And oh, a little and part when he makes had... the personal pan pizza, and it's just like the chocolate. Yeah. yeah. You sweet oh my child. Gosh. And then, oh, Heather gets involved here. So he's really your brother, mm-hmm. right? You could tell me if he was your son. I've yeah. got secrets, but that's not one of them. Mm-hmm. Okay, another thing. Just, you know what? No, we'll add that to the final thoughts. We're mm-hmm. going to add that to the hey, final thoughts. Hey, and Heather drives a Prius. Prius supremacy. Yeah. Yeah, Prius whatever. supremacy. Is this the one who drives a TELUS? Oh, and then oh, TELUS? Tesla? Tesla. Tesla. <laughs> Jealous is a bar that we go to. Shut up, I'm tired. Now who's the alcoholic? No. What? That's my trademark. I have been there twice. That's not fair. Uh, Oak asking him if his mom will visit. Yeah. She totally will. Oh my god. Near and dear to my heart. Looks so cute. Um... Okay, okay. What do we think about the very last page? This is what you wanted, isn't it? He asked, Mm -hmm. what you sacrificed everything for. Go on, it's all yours. Mm -hmm. And Jude's like, no, it wasn't? Yeah. It's like, it wasn't supposed to be mine. I was just supposed to be The fact that he still doesn't understand. He still doesn't get why Jude is doing any of this. And I think it really shows. And you can tell by his last monologue here about him saying, I will be a good king. You very well, Jude have won, you contend with Falcon, you won whatever, um, I'll be the useless shield you put in front of your brother, don't expect me to start being useful, and it's like, you still don't get it, but he still, still hates her. It. Yeah, it's, a, it. yeah. But yeah, that is the end of the book. Cool. So, final yes. thoughts, final thoughts, final, final thoughts. thoughts. So, here's what I think. On Goodreads, yeah. because they don't give half stars, which Goodreads, if you're listening to this, we want half stars. Yep. Yep. I gave it a three and a half out of five. Ooh, I think that's fair. Because yeah, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good I thought it was a really good story, but there were just things in it that I wasn't a fan of and that yeah. kind of irked me. Yeah. For example, the world building was decent. It just if you're going to set it up like a diary entry, establish that it's a diary. Yeah. Like it just, to me, it just felt kind, it felt like a disconnect. I didn't feel as connected with the Fae. And I don't know if that was intentional or not, but it just didn't, it just didn't mm-hmm. sit right with me. Yeah. Like, the world building itself was great, but I didn't appreciate how disconnected I felt from it. Yeah. 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 That's uh, fair point. Second, mm-hmm. Heather, just not mentioned. Like, she, yeah. she could have done a lot, a lot with that in this book. Mm-hmm. A lot with raising oak a lot there was a lot that could have gone into heather and vivi's relationship and mm-hmm. like explaining what's going on well, with that I mean, and it just that kind of happens there. In the that next kind of book. happens in okay the next book. cool mm-hmm. fair enough because heather i mean she's briefly mentioned in the beginning but she doesn't really become relevant until the very end yeah and it's like mm-hmm. unless holly black wanted to pull a sarah j mass and make it 700 pages <laughs> good like, point good point it's yeah. a good way to end it because it sets up a ton of things for the next, the next couple good books. point that's true mm-hmm. so Which you'll, like you can't know until you read the other books yeah so that's fair so this is a trilogy the, yes yes yeah. the it's cruel like a prince for me it, there's a lot of things that i put into making a book five stars and I only have a very select 
few books that make it into that five star category. <laughs> is this I have, one of them? No. Okay. I have I have Six of Crows that made it in and Crooked Kingdom, and then I have the Bridge Kingdom series, mm-hmm. and I believe I have um oh Six Crimson Cranes I mm-hmm. also put in there, mm-hmm. um and Kingdom of Ash. Yeah. That's right. only six out of the God knows how many books I have <laughs> that have made it into that five star category. And while this was a good book, and the first time I read it, I gave it five stars. But now that I'm thinking about it, I do definitely think it's more of a 3.5. There was a lot of things in this book that I do enjoy, but it's not, I'm not head over heels for it. I'm not either. Like, I'm a part of the fandom for it because I do enjoy it. And there's a lot of really good things about the book oh, yeah. it's unique it's i when unique. i read a book and i give it five stars it's like i poured my heart and soul into this book mm-hmm. i want to i can't get enough of it mm-hmm. yeah you know where like the first time i read this book i read this book i waited like a couple of days and then i started the sequel that i read mm-hmm. it the first time yeah and like when i give a book five stars i go right away right like yeah. when i read six of crows i was in it yeah. right up too. that yeah. same like, day that I've, i finished it Bridge Kingdom, I never even paused. I just Where, went into the next and one. And I'm the same way yeah. with this one. It's not that I wouldn't read the second one, but I don't really feel a need to. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean, there's which I like is, it's not a, there's not a huge cliffhanger, I don't think, I wouldn't yeah. say. I feel, again, I'm not saying I won't read the second one. I just don't feel like I need to because mm-hmm. it's just, I will say, it's unique, but it's almost too yeah. unique. I, I I yeah. I um, I gave this book four stars initially, and I think I wanted to knock it down to three point five. I rereading it this time, I definitely realized what I liked and what I didn't like about it. Like mm-hmm. you guys said, there is a there is a uniqueness. There's a uniqueness to Jude Which and like. Carden. There's a uniqueness to Jude and her relationship with everybody mm-hmm. in this book, mm-hmm. and I think her story arc and the plot and and just the world itself is really creative. The writing lacks a little bit in yeah. certain points agreed, agreed i think there could have been a lot more talk about i think there could have been a lot more in jude's head that we could have kind of learned from um it would have like made her choices makes more sense okay yeah. here's mm-hmm. here's a question that i want to pose okay the last book that we read for book club which unfortunately we didn't do a podcast for was mm-hmm. six of crows by lee bertigo and Crooked mm-hmm. kingdom Mm-hmm. That book is written in a third-person perspective with mm-hmm. multiple head jumps. Yeah. Would this book have been improved had it been written in a third-person point of view? Yeah. Or is it authentic in the way that it is in a first-person diary? I'm so sure. third-person, <laughs> but no multiple jumps, I think, would have mm-hmm. worked. I, see, I think if it was in third-person, a Jude and Cardin duology, that, yeah. that, that I would agree or with. Or even her and Terrence. Or even her... I think if we got more from Taryn, I think it would have made the contrast between it the two of them made, so much better. Well, also, it would have made Taryn maybe even more, not likable, but understandable. More human. More because human she's human. just full-on, like... She's not like, human. Black made her hateable. Mm-hmm. Too, like, too hateable. Yeah. And it's character almost, is too hateable. It's almost hard to forgive. Like, assuming, There's no... It doesn't again, see... You don't see a redemption arc. Right, Taryn exactly. And I haven't read the other books. Like, I haven't read the other two in the series. Whereas I'm sure you guys have, but it's just yes. like, I don't see, it's almost like she cut ties on a redemption arc for Taryn. Well, she really did, like, because how do you redeem do what you happened me, in there? To kind of not spoil this, there the 
Taryn kind of just disappears after this book. You don't get too much else from right. her. Right, and it's just like, yeah. why? And there's so much more mm-hmm. she could have done. Mm-hmm. If she hadn't made her so hateable in the very first book, and we actually got some sort of context and behind what her was happening. And more. Because if we're mm-hmm. thinking about it, there's only, Taryn's only mentioned, like, what, five times? Something like that. And they and all it's very le- It's less so. It's less. I don't even think she's in Wicked King at all. She's barely. She's she barely comes in back the into the Queen of Nothing, and it's only a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she plays a role in the Stolen Air, right? Uh, no. I'm not yeah. like obviously not faulting Black as an author. I think this no. is a very good concept and very original and very it interesting. It is very original, but, but it's, it's very just complicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's too complicated. If you're going, if you're gonna make a world, if you're gonna write a fantasy novel or really any book, and you're gonna make a world that's complicated, complicated world building, you're gonna build your own setup. You need to establish that connection. But yeah, and it's just, again, it's not that I hated the book. I just Mm -hmm. felt, there were points of it where reading it felt like a chore. And I'm just like, I'm reading this because of book club. And it's, Mm -hmm. again, I didn't hate it, but I wasn't like in love. love. I'm just like, you know, meh. Yeah, I feel like, and again, if I'm going to give a book four or five stars, I want Mm -hmm. to keep coming back and reading it again yeah. and again. Yeah, I don't feel the need to reread this again. I, I feel like having read this a second, like technically this is my third time reading through it because I listened to it on audiobook um, when I was traveling back from Maine with my husband. And I feel like even that would have been enough. And then we decided to do this for book club. Mm-hmm. And I read through it a third time. I really don't feel the need to pick this up for a really long time again. Yeah. Okay. I feel like yeah. maybe maybe in like a year or two I'll want to dive back into it again but yeah. after rereading it I feel like I'm just kind of done with it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing yeah. more that I can pull from this story mm-hmm. that would make it worthwhile reading. Like mm-hmm. Six of Crows, I will read that every single year probably for the rest of my life and yep. I don't care because it is a super good book. Yeah, there's like, always something. I feel there's like always a something I am, more something I am due from a, I am due for a reread of Six of Crows. Like I am due for a reread. I just read it like 3 months ago. Ah, not Six of Crows, Cricket Kingdom. Oh. I haven't read Six of Crows since 2021. Like the books mm-hmm. that I will reread over and over again are Six Crimson Cranes. I will reread Bridge Kingdom mm-hmm. and I will reread Six of Crows. It is yeah. Six of Crows. The Selection and the Threshold series for me. Oh, the Selection series. Love See, that. I feel Excellent like I love, I love the Selection series, but it's not one of my go-to rereads. Well, it's also just not one of, like, we all have our very specific genres, and you're very yeah. into the very fantasy. Very fantasy. And I love... That's very dystopian. I love fantasy. I love it fantasy. Fantasy, fantasy is amazing, but sometimes it's just kind of like a little... I'm one of the per- people where it's just like, okay... I have so many different fantasy worlds in my head. I'm struggling to know what's real anymore. You know, it's like, I yeah, just need yeah. a break. So thank you guys for listening to part three of the Cruel Prince, uh, episode three of the Book Club Unhinged. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok uh, at Book Club Unhinged. Uh, and you can listen to this podcast anywhere you get your podcasts. And do stay tuned. Oh God, do do stay tuned. Do stay tuned for what our next read is because we have a couple of options. Yes, and if you have any suggestions as to what books that we should pick up, um, drop them def- on our TikTok or Instagram. Definitely drop them on our TikTok or Instagram. Uh, something that we also discussed is we will be dropping a reading guide 
on our Instagram All and right. possibly on our TikTok as well if we can manage that. Updating yep. you guys the week before we post an episode so that you have a chance to read along with us mm-hmm. so that we are not spoiling stuff for you. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll do better with our spoiler alerts this time. Yes, yeah, so we, at the beginning of the episode, we will tell you what book we're reading and through what chapters. And hopefully with that week in advance, you will have the chance to read along with us so that you can kind of, you know, follow along with us as we, as we read this. Kind of yeah. like a reading book. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye.